0: How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the You Know Adam Same podcast, where you get to know a little bit more about people, passions, and all things business. Today, I'm sitting across the table from Mr. Joseph Shuford, who is the Director of Government Guaranteed Lending and the Executive Vice President of Synovus Bank right here in Statesboro, Georgia. Joseph, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Now, uh, just to go over a little bit of kind of like I guess uh, housekeeping, if you will, you started as a teller in two thousand and two, and then you've made it to this point where now you are the executive vice president. Uh, how has that journey been for you?
1: It's been exciting. Um, working at a bank's a lot of fun. You get to know your community, get to yeah. know get to know the people you're interacting with every day, your customers, um, and it's just it's great to be able to do that in a in a place that's home, right? I mean, investing in my community, uh, but also starting as a teller and having appreciation for all the steps along the way to get me here of the different uh, positions within the bank and respecting what they go through every day uh, to take care of our customers and take care of our small business clients. Um, so it, there's a great benefit in, in having that journey yep. versus just immediately going into a position that, that maybe bypasses some of that. So it may have taken a little bit longer, but have a tremendous appreciation for our entire team.
0: And that's definitely something that I think uh, is missing in this day and age. People don't want to spend the time of getting to that point. They just want everything immediate, right? Correct. Um, but, you know, there's some a huge amount of value that you can offer a lot of the the people that are listening in today. And it's really uh, around this subject of SBA loans. This is your forte. This is, you know, what you have done for how long now? So, uh, Day-to-day job since
1: 2016. Prior to that, uh, as a commercial lender, probably since uh, 2010. Okay. Um, Did a few SBA loans, but uh, got into the SBA business um, with the bank, if you will, in 2016.
0: And uh, what kind of like pulled you in? We're kind of like going over the history right now before we deep dive into uh, how SBA loans can help people, but what kind of like triggered that for you? So I was able to help
1: a couple of my clients in my book of business as a commercial banker Mm -hmm. that um, needed SBA financing by working with our department within Mm -hmm. Synovus. And uh, one day sitting at my, my desk and a lady I'd worked with on a few loans reached out to me and said, you know, hey, have you ever thought about getting into this line of business? Mm-hmm. Um, and she was
0: a client at this time? No, she
1: was a coworker. She was a, but, coworker. Yeah, a coworker. Okay. Yeah, and she so,
0: kind of gave you the nudge yeah, to kind of move forward on that? She
1: did. She reached out to me and asked me if I'd be interested. And I really thought about it, prayed about it. Um, mm-hmm. Spoke to some people within our organization that I respect tremendously um, and uh, just picked their brain. About it exactly. Hey, what would this look like? And mm-hmm. and the two things that they told me um, have come so true. I just learned more about credit and and the ins and outs and credit, how to make a credit decision more so than I ever imagined I would. Mm-hmm. Um, in helping businesses, and then just exposure within our organization of meeting people um, throughout our five state footprint, um, and and building those relationships and using those relationships. Uh, to benefit our team
0: yep. um, and for me and my career as well. That's amazing. So, you know, you were a commercial lender uh, previous to kind of like diving into SBA. So what is different about commercial lending versus an SBA? Okay.
1: Yeah, great question. So um, SBA lending, we would say, is more specialized. And I don't mean that in an arrogant way. It's okay. just that it's more specialized lending because we, would have a, we have a loan policy at the bank for our commercial loan policy. That's um, you know, 400 pages long. Right, okay. we've got to know it, know the ins and outs of what we can do conventionally uh, to follow the regulations, and then the SBA has their own standard operating procedures that we have to follow for different types of loans and and clients and different just different types of transactions. Um, and it's very um, specific and very specialized, and you have to follow it by the letter of the law. And so. Um, it's, you know, I liken it to taking a class at college, right? You know, you can get a, you can get a 95 all day long and you'll be really happy. Yeah. Um, but on SBA loans, you have to get a 100 every time on all the documentation that you have to have in order to make sure that what we say, what we call protect the guarantee, Mm -hmm. um, for the bank. And, um, it's like an insurance policy. If, if the bank doesn't do everything you're supposed to do, the SBA won't honor the guarantee. So it's just what we would say is specialized, a little bit more specialized than commercial lending.
0: Sure. So that's very, really interesting to me. Right. So, you know, uh, the bank, I think, as you said, has kind of like a a set of of um, stipulations that has to go through. And but but to me, I think one of the questions that I have is, well, why? Like where is the money coming? That's different. Is it money that's coming from the government? Is the government lending the money? Like, who's actually lending the money? That's a question that I would have. Yeah. yeah.
1: So the bank actually lends the money. Okay. Um, and we we are what you would call a preferred lender with the SBA. Okay. So, um, we we make the decision, um, and the credit decision. Um, we we disperse our, our capital um to the business. Um, but we we are able to do it in a way where the SBA comes alongside and just provides a guarantee.
0: Um, on those funds, and what does that mean when they guarantee it? So uh, if, if it were to get weird, yeah. they they're gonna cover us or what? Well, so if if you were to default on the loan, okay. um, after
1: we've worked out and liquidated any of the collateral um, on the loan, and you just have no capacity to repay, okay, um, then the SBA would kick in a guarantee percentage based upon you know the size of the loan and the type of loan it is. Uh-huh. Typically around seventy five percent. That shortfall after liquidation of the of the collateral,
0: but that's not there if it is a commercial lending that's project. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. Okay. So there are some benefits, and are those benefits really on the the bank side then? No, the benefit there's tremendous benefits for the clients.
1: So, okay. um, if someone were to to buy a piece of equipment and look to have it financed at the bank, um, conventionally you'd be looking at a five year, maybe seven year term, mm-hmm. and you'd have to put in um, some some equity into the project. Uh, with an SBA loan, you can push that out to ten years, um, or in some cases even to fifteen years amortization. If it's a large piece of equipment, um, so the extended amortization period on the loan repayment. Um, if it's real estate secured instead of uh, maybe mm-hmm. twenty-year term or amortization that you would have at the bank, the SBA allows for twenty-five. Wow. Um, and so it just helps that what the SBA would like is to say, um, we we want that capital and the in that. Um, Debt service, the cash you'd have to be putting out for your debt service yep every month, we want to extend that amortization so that you can use that extra money that you would be using on debt service to mm-hmm. grow your business, invest it back into your business. Got gotcha. you. Um, and so, not only the longer amortization, but less of equity injection requirements. So, mm. so if you... Um, have uh, a project and instead of having to to come up with with 20 or 25 percent in for from a conventional standpoint um, you can in some cases do it for as little as 10 percent or even a no, no equity into no equity down for an expansion. So I love that. Um, we, but it's, uh, there's different factors, credit factors we take a look at and make sure what makes sense for the borrower. Um, and, and make sure that it's something we all feel
0: comfortable moving forward with. So ton of information there, right? Like, you know, um, I, I think I, the best way to approach this is maybe start at the beginning. Sure. So how does one determine if they need to go for commercial Versus SBA because you've listed a ton of benefits of SBA. You're saying that you know um, less money down. There's there's these things that kind of like help. But how do how does one make a decision on what they should go to the bank for? Sure. Um, for starters, you need to have a relationship
1: with your banker. Okay. Right. I mean, so um, former commercial lender yep. banker. I work with our our uh, commercial lenders um, throughout our company and we're a relationship bank every you know a lot of banks use that phrase relationship sure. bank but it's so true yeah uh, i mean if you're coming to the bank um you need to have a relationship with that banker that should be able to help guide you to which path is going to be the best yep. um and can look at your balance sheet and and the uh, profitability of your business and the type of project you're looking at to help mm-hmm. you determine it really shouldn't be so much on the business owner as um the relationship that you have with your banker helping gotcha. helping to guide those conversations
0: so for, first step find a banker that's right <laughs> that's right
1: and and I would I would say that a, a relationship with a banker or um, with a lender is is should be an advisor sure. to any small business um um, you think about CPAs, you think about attorneys, yep. and you should think about a lender along those same. Got you. That
0: same thing. Got you. How how would you suggest someone? Like, I mean, obviously, some of our, our audience is is listening to this as like a, a guidance on how to approach, right? So, you know, how do you go out and find your banker, and what do you look for? Maybe even potentially in your clients, like, what do you look for when you're, you know, uh, trying to decide if someone is suitable as a client for you?
1: Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, it needs to be a right fit for you personality-wise, character-wise, right? Okay. You, you need to have a good relationship. Um, I it, When I was a commercial banker, um, we have something at, at Synova's called a customer covenant that we all sign on day one of employment. Okay. I still have the card in my wallet from September of 2002 when I got a little card to carry around, Love that. and one of the things in there is just being responsive mm-hmm. and, and taking 100% responsibility for the needs of our clients. And and that responsiveness, so um, that's something we pride ourselves on. Yep. Um, that that we, um, and that's always kind of been my favorite part of what we call our customer covenant. Sure. Is that I'm responsible for you and your business to try to uh, to make sure I'm responding to your needs. Um, but the character of of the banker, the character of the customer, uh, goes a long way. Okay. Um, and and um, there's five C's in credit, is we're making a credit decision, right? But but character is a huge factor for the bank looking at the small business, mm-hmm. um, but it should also be a big, um, uh, factor for the small business or the consumer looking at their bank and their That's banker, you know, are they, are they honest? They, they have integrity. Are they really looking out for me? And, mm-hmm. and I would hope that if you were to come to, to any of our team that you would feel
0: that way. I have felt it before. Uh, you guys have a great team, uh, met certain members of the Snovis team and they are all outstanding, outstanding. Good to hear. Um, so, you know, continuing on this path, uh, you know, there was a few, th- Things in here, so we've identified you as the banker, right? And and you know I have various different projects that are coming through. Now I have to make a decision if if I should number one, I would actually throw another like option in there. I put my own money in, right? I I I take care of like the entire investment myself, or I go for uh, the uh, SBA loan, or that final one is you know going with the financing from from the bank. How does the banker make that decision or how do we make that decision together?
1: Um, and that's, you know, I, I mentioned earlier about that advisory type role. Yeah. Right. So um, as you're doing strategic planning for your business um, and if you have this this plan to grow and, and to grow your business in a certain way, your banker needs to understand that. It mm. needs to understand your strategic objectives that you have. And, and how can we structure the financing options for you to help you realize those, those goals, mm-hmm. right? So if you're looking to expand your business and, and, and maybe you had a really profitable year and you're thinking, man, I'm going to take this big distribution this year out of my company mm-hmm. because, man, I've, I've earned it. I want to get paid back a little bit. That's great. Every small business owner has the option to do that. Sure. But that's kind of sometimes can be a short-sighted approach because um, now all of a sudden when you come to the bank um, we're not going to be able to lend you as much money because you've taken some of that money out understood and so i think it's so important the lender needs to be a part of those conversations Mm -hmm. you know helping helping small businesses understand how we look at cash flow and how are we going to look at your financial performance you know here we are in 2022 you know in 2021 how are we going to look at that financial performance well those conversations should be taking place before the end of 21 yep. for that small business to be able to um, to prepare for um, growth that they think they're going to have in the coming years, their capital needs that they're going to have, what kind of finance financing options are they going to need. Um, and so, th- I mean, that's where I would say, um, you know, if we sit down and take a look at it, it's what ha- how do you plan on growing and expanding your business and, mm-hmm. and what are your strategic objectives and how can we structure our products and services to help you achieve it.
0: Absolutely. So with, with SBA, right? Like with kind of like, you know, that piece, uh, I think a lot of it, um, there's maybe some mystery there, right? Um, we are we're coming out of this period of, you know, COVID and during COVID, I think the government offered a ton of assistance. Now, does that fall into line with, uh, SBA lending, or is that outside of the realm of government assistance?
1: Yeah. So the, the pandemic relief, um, funding that was available, uh, was was hopefully a one-time thing. Okay. Uh, the Paycheck Protection Program, um, small businesses were able to, to take advantage of that. Um, we as a company um, did about $3.6, 3700000000 billion wow. of PPP loans. Wow. Um, but then the government also had something called Economic Injury Disaster Loans. Okay. Um, we'll call them IDLE for short. And uh, that assistance was uh, directly from the SBA, not from the bank. Um, okay. And so uh, a lot of customers took advantage of that. Sure. Um, and so those options are, are no, you have to either be in a, a disaster state. Uh, decla- yeah, that's right. <laughs> declared a natural disaster by, by the government. And so every small business was impacted by COVID. But sure. typically that's reserved for hurricanes, tornadoes. Understood. Things of that nature. Um, but the the both of those now those um, f- funding options and, and opportunities have expired, uh-huh. um, and so now it's back to traditional financing, your your SBA 7a loans or your um, or
0: conventional. Now you mentioned something about hurricanes in there, like natural disasters. When that decision is made from the government to basically make that statement and saying that that does happen, what uh, there's some funds that could potentially help the business get through those tough times. Is that what I'm hearing? That's right. Okay. And then how do it, again, I guess going back to the relationship with your banker, if there's anything that you take away from That's this. Right. It's the relationship with the banker. Um, but I guess that is kind of like the person that can help guide uh, someone through that process. That's correct. So, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Those are, gotcha. those are, t- those
1: are those loans are taken directly from the SBA and through an SBA portal that they created actually during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, your lender should be able to help guide you. But sure, there are some benefits and drawbacks to anything. Um, yeah. and so your lender should be able to help you understand, you know, how that could potentially impact you, and if there's options that the bank
0: would have. Yeah, uh, to help with anything. So now, you know, we've kind of gotten to the point where we, we we've made the decision that the SBA loan is the the way to proceed what are the steps you you mentioned very early on that you you got to be perfect in you know applying for this what what does that entail does that just is that data is that you need my finances you need you know what do i need to give to uh, the bank so that they have you know the ability to secure that loan yeah there's certain sba forms that Mm -hmm. we have to obtain Mm -hmm.
1: Um, an application form um, and and then some some other a few other forms, but from a financial statement standpoint, it's really nothing different than what you'd need on a conventional okay. loan, right? So we need to, depending upon the size of the loan, um, you know, once you hit a certain size amount conventionally, you're going to have to have the same exact information that we would need um, to underwrite an SBA loan. Okay. Um. Uh, the where I get into that 100. percent Comment was sometimes the banks may say, well, we'll we we'll may take an exception here or there. We may not really need this, and we feel confident here or there. With SBA, though, unfortunately, you you have you to have, have to all have it, of it right, yep. um, and it's and it's really a, a matter of protecting taxpayer dollars and sure and, and making sure we're doing everything the right way. Um, but there's there's some forms that are required by the SBA that um you, you know you can't have a, a prior loss to the federal government for anything. You know if you're you have a criminal record, we just have to know that and have to understand, you know, that, um, and, and a few other qualifiers, U.S. citizen, obviously if it's a SBA loan, either U.S. (laughs) citizen or lawful permanent resident. Sure. And so, um, that form kind of helps us capture all that data.
0: That's awesome. Now, uh, what about size of loan? Do you, is there a difference between the amount of money that I can get with either one?
1: Um, Yes and no. Um, so uh, SBA 7a loan, which is what we do, mm-hmm. is capped at five million dollars. So okay. any one uh, person, the max they can have is is five million dollars in SBA debt. Um, but that doesn't mean that your project that we can be a part of as an SBA team is limited to five million dollars. Okay. Um, so we we can do uh, we may partner with our conventional side. And they may they may finance two and a half, and we'll do five, mm-hmm. um, and, and it just kind of dilutes the amount of the loan that's guaranteed. Um, but in, up to five million on it's the SB, on Is the weird. SBA side, um, and and uh, some some banks will set a cap or a minimum, you should say, say maybe three hundred fifty thousand dollars or so, um, because of the amount the efficiency with which from a paperwork standpoint sure right that you can you can close and underwrite that loan so uh, but it caps out at five million on the SBA side
0: Mm -hmm. and then you know with with that cap um, I guess there are there are options where they can mix right it's kind of like one of those things where you can free flow Um, why not switch it where it's like five million on the commercial side and then one or two million on the SBA side like what's
1: it's a risk mitigant for okay. the bank. Right. So we have the guarantee and it, And mm-hmm. um, there may be some some weakness in the credit um, as we're looking at the credit. Um, and, and typically it's a collateral shortfall. So, in, you know, conventionally, if you're um, having a loan, you have to be have loan to value requirements. Sure. Uh, you don't have those requirements in an SBA loan. Mm-hmm. So we will we, we'll call it an airball um, from a collateral standpoint. Um, so if the, the loan's not fully secured or if we're having to rely on projections for repayment instead of historical performance, um, the bank will want to put as much as we can on that SBA loan mm-hmm. uh, because we have a mitigant against that collateral shortfall gotcha. or against having to use projections.
0: And by collateral, you mean real estate? What What do you guys take as collateral? Um, it's <laughs> the SBA will you take my uh, my collection of baseball cards <laughs> I will
1: hey um, <laughs> the, the SBA uh, kind of gets a bad rap because um, those standard operating procedures that I was talking about earlier sure um, used to require you'd have to take vehicles I mean you'd have to take everything, everything uh-huh. um, that you would have um, but we look at business assets so um, do we have are we fully secured with business assets yes or no if the answer to that's no um, then we would take um, available equity in personal real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, a lot of times uh, customers will, will have to pledge a home, um, but it's a second mortgage on a home or a third mortgage on a home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's guidelines that the SBA has within that as well that we have to go by. Um, but sometimes that folks can look at that and say, man, I really don't want to pledge my home on this. Sure. Um, but I would encourage your small business owners that are listening is that, man, do you not believe in your business sure, enough Sure, um, that you would do that? And um, I understand where they're coming from as well. Um, Risk. So I'm, a, I'm a small business owner as well, I mean, okay. as you know. So, yep. so um, I completely understand where they're coming from. Uh, but at the same time, from a bank's perspective, it's like man do you not believe in this enough that you'd be willing to do this and if you don't believe it in enough then why should we believe in it a hundred percent so that's
0: also what you're what you're looking for too is whether yeah. or not they're willing to put it all on the line right
1: yeah. no, well uh, up, and, up to the we, – we're not going to take a lean on somebody's home if we don't have to, if we have of course. all the business assets. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: If there's other examples of collateral, but, I mean, you know, in America, I think that that is something that everybody has, right, yeah. uh, that that home. In fact, like the government assists uh, most uh, first-time homeowners in securing that piece of property as potential where they can put that in as collateral. Correct. So, you know, businesses that are, are just starting out, um, you know, sometimes they go through these journeys – Uh, And I realize that you can't share everything because obviously you've told me about the car that you carry with you at all times. Um, But, you know, what are some of the success stories being as vague as you can? You know, I don't want I don't want any names unless you I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, But what are some of the success stories that you've kind of experienced?
1: Yeah, great question. I mean, and we have so many. Um, Mm -hmm. It's it's fun. I think that's when especially during the pandemic as we're doing the uh, pandemic relief, the PPP loans. You know, we're up all night long um, doing those things for for weeks. Uh, It's just fun knowing that you're making a difference in a small business owner. But there's one or two of those stories that just kind of stick with you, right? Um, And just recently, a couple of weeks ago, we had an opportunity for a customer that we did a loan for a line of credit for with an an SBA product um, in 2015, 2016 timeframe. Um, and we were working on the renewal of it. And he approached us and said, guys, I'm not going to need a renewal. You, you guys helped me get into this business. You provided the financing to help me get into this and start this business. And, and I've got an offer for somebody wanting to buy my business. Now that wouldn't have been a possibility had -hmm. you not believed in me and helped me finance it. Um, and it was multi-million dollar transaction, wow, life-changing, generational kind of life-changing story um, for this individual, and that's a you know that doesn't happen to everybody. Sure. You're like oh, that's never going to happen to me if you're if you're listening, but man, when when you have somebody that's that's renting their business, you, you know the building that they're located in, and and you help them buy it, and now mm. all of a sudden for that small business owner, they go from being a tenant and paying somebody else that rent, sure. Now they own it mm. and now they're paying themselves rent and that's now right. they're building wealth. That's right. Um, and we do those types of loans, what we call rent replacement loans, you know, all day long. Um, and so those are, you know, those are fun because that's, you're helping somebody grow their personal wealth by yeah. helping them attain that. Yeah. Uh, but then we do more than half of the loans that we do are actually change of ownership transactions, mm-hmm. businesses exchanging hands. And, um, just knowing that those businesses that we're help that we're acquiring for someone, um, is a group of employees that had we not provided that financing may have been out of a job. Um, and so think about those families and, and everybody that you're impacting. Um, so it's, um, it's tangible, um, yeah, and it's a lot
0: of fun. So you, you, what you said right there was, you know, you love the human aspect of it, of being able to help people, and I see that kind of like with uh, that continuity and all the stories that you told. Uh, but also, you mentioned something in there about wealth. What do you think is the best way to build wealth in kind of like this day and age? Right. Oh, so wow. you've done that, you know, this period of time for quite some time. You've helped helped a ton of people. What is some advice that you would give to someone to get to that point man that's a great question uh
1: that wasn't on the pre-submitted list audience <laughs> um it was not it was not <laughs> we're going ad hoc here. yes um no so i would say um think long term so from a from a lender standpoint um i mentioned change of ownership you know a lot of times businesses um business owners small business owners don't have the benefit of working for a large organization you may have retirement planning and things like that right so the, their wealth is the value in the business sure um, but my suggestion and my advice would be um, that don't prematurely take that wealth out of the business mm. and what I mean by that is don't don't be looking at your financials and your tax returns in a way to limit that tax burden yep. I, I don't want to show uncle sam how much i'm making sure right um and so when you do that you're taking the value out of the business as well mm. um long term yeah and um it's it's kind of sad um but you'll you'll see we'll see it from time to time we'll, we'll have folks that have done that for years sure. you know they they have they have tried to run as thin as they could to reduce their tax burden, and yeah. then all of a sudden they get ready to sell their business, and they go and they show a huge profit, yeah, um, because they're trying to drive up the value of their business. Yeah. Um, but that's not really how it works. That's right, right. I mean, they're they're um, really um, it's pretty short sighted approach uh, yeah. to go about that way. So my advice would be thinking long term. Um, some of the best run businesses and best business owners that I know that I've had a chance to work with. They um, report everything. Um, They don't withhold anything um and uh they and it helps them grow their business organically yeah um and uh provides tremendous wealth for them later
0: on whenever it comes time to to sell that business to somebody else i love what you said about short game versus long game because i think that that is something that you know i think at at the very beginning we were talking about this where you know being short-sighted and taking everything at this moment in time not planning for the future is a mistake that i think a ton of people make they're not willing to go through the journey of kind of like you know laying the foundation and getting to building block by block to get to that point sure. um and that's super fascinating that you mentioned that because i feel like that is the same thing that is able to build wealth for people moving forward um sorry for going off script no, a little bit um to pull it all back you know uh how would you advise someone? Uh, we've already kind of like gone through the the person, uh, you know, make sure that you have your banker secured. But, you know, after they get their SBA loan, what's next step? Once they've been approved, how do they kind of like, you know, how does the money come down and go into their bank account? And how does that facilitate?
1: Yeah, so with an SBA loan, the, again, the banks, the banks providing the funds, dispersing funds at closing um, and so it, it there's various products within the SBA um, 7A mm-hmm. uh, that, that are available. Um, so, you know, if it's a term loan, that money's just dispersed right at closing. It may be a line of credit. And if it's a line of credit for working capital purposes, then, then uh, the bank would control the disbursement of that. And you're reaching out to the bank. Um, you may need what we call a contract cap line or you may be in exporting and exp- you know, doing international trade um, where we, we have products and services that we can finance exporting activity and, and we monitor that on a monthly basis. Um, and, and we provide the, the disbursements of that into your account con- and help control the disbursement of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's, there's various options out there that are available. Yep. Um, and it just depends on, are, are we buying some real estate and, or are we, we need something for working capital purposes.
0: Yep. Well, Joseph, thank you so much for spending some time with us. I've learned a ton. I think, you know, the audience is also very lucky to have you uh, come on to the show and be able to explain to us some of the things that you do uh, and the things that you provide for our, our community. Um, but uh, I appreciate your time. Um, how do people get in touch with
1: you? Sure. I, I work here in, in Statesboro, um, and, and so they can stop by the, the main office here at uh, Main Street, um, but also email Joseph Schuford at synovus.com yep. and I'd be happy to, to learn more about their business and see if we can't partner them with the, the right group of folks to help them grow and, and expand and build that wealth. Awesome.
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you.